Lighthouse and thank you for listening to the NASGP's podcast, The Art of GP Locoming. And today we are talking again to our good old friend Judith Harvey. Hello, Judith. Hello, Richard. Thank you so much for writing this wonderful article, which is on social prescribing. Now, we've not uh, ever really uh, spoken about this before, and you've not written about this before, but you uh, you emailed me a few months ago with, with this article, and you've been speaking to a, a friend of yours, Jane Miat, about this. So what's the story behind it? Well, I've known Jane for quite a few years because I worked in her practice. And she was one of those people who was always full of life and energy. And however frustrating the situation, uh, however great the workload, she could always find some fun in life. And then about two years or so ago, we met up for coffee and... It was a bit like the air had gone out of a balloon. She was feeling very flat, uh, just ground down by the crushing burden of you know, t- chasing targets. And and the, the number of people who came to see her who she had no real remedy for. Mm. Um, and she was feeling burnt out. Uh, and then... Earlier this in the summer, she gave a talk at an event at the BMA, uh, and it was about what she had done since then uh, under the, well, I think she started it really before social prescribing became a recognized concept, uh, looking at the garden, this sort of waste patch uh, in the middle of the surgery, there are four buildings, four, four, it's in the middle of four sides, two of which are the practice and two of which are mental health. Uh, and apart from a, quite a pretty cherry tree, it was dank and nobody got much pleasure out of it. And she said, right, let's do something. And with the help of the local transition group, they have transformed it into what they call the listening space. And it's full of flowers and vegetables, and it's a place where anybody, staff, patients, anybody can go and chat or sit or potter in the garden. Uh, They have planting uh, weekends in the autumn. They have spring planting weekends. They have uh, the festival in the summer. And it has changed a lot of lives. And that was the start of a number of ideas that Jane had for drawing people in. And listening to her, all the more because she was somebody I knew, I think. Um, so I knew, you know, I knew it was, this was for real. Uh, I thought, well, this is inspiring. This is the future. The of general practice, where general practice currently in this dreadful situation of not enough doctors, not enough anything. The only thing there's plenty of is patients and problems and increasingly people with problems for which there is no pill. So how long ago did Jane start this project off then? Well, I, I suppose about two years ago she started work on it. So really recently so then? 
Yeah, well, but but to to get something like that, that yeah. this transition group, then that that's transition. They 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 well, these are often local sort of city. Richard, you've disappeared. Oh, have I? My microphone. Um, and, and it's coming and going. Um, there are a lot of transition projects, transition towns, transition villages, transition groups in big cities, which are aiming to get everybody in that community together to work for a better community. Um, if you, I, mean, I think it started, well, one big example is Totnes, but Totnes is <laughs> not Camden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it, there are a lot of transition communities around. And if you look up transition towns, you can find information. So they were an ideal partner. And so, and so, and did did transition provide um, money for this as well? Did they help sort of raise the funding for this? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know about the funding. And 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 also, is the this space is is it is it is it all outdoors or is there a roof over it? Is it is it does, can it run during the winter and during the rain and that sort well, of thing? Well, this is this is just outdoors. But um, the day they had the the party in the summer hmm. in July. Um, it clouded over and began to rain and a lot was moved into the waiting room, things like that. Um, and there are lots of things that you can do that don't have to be outdoors, uh, like the crafternoons, which I wrote about. Um, Jane and somebody that she had made contact with sat in the surgery on Friday afternoons doing crafty things yeah. and just waiting for something to happen. And eventually people got interested and came, came along. And now it's a regular thing with a lot of people come along and share the time doing crafts, teach each other. And Jane has got to the stage where she has the courage to go into the waiting room and see rather lonely people sitting there waiting and more or less drag them in. Um, and I think I told the story in the article about the uh, man who was known to be very lonely. Um, and he sat on the edge of the group and, and didn't take part, was staring at his hands that um, other members of the group were embroidering hello, I think, in their language. Uh, and he looked up and he said, well, you haven't got my language there. So Jane said, right, um, here's a piece of cloth and here's, um, here's some black thread. Why don't you uh, stitch hello? Um, and he, he then said, that's not the right colour. If I'm going to do it, I want it to be, I think it was red, gold and green because they're the colours of my country. And there it was. <laughs> he was in. He's a regular. Fantastic. Um, he's, he's, he's started smiling. He's in a group where he's more than just a victim of dreadful circumstances in the land that he came from and parlous conditions in this country he's 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 known he's welcomed people smile when they see him um so he's got he's got a focus in a little community so this is an this is an example and it's rather a, a sort of a fairly simple setting isn't it, it it's a, it's a space in a practice which a lot of practices have it's obviously a burnt out gp um, who wants to do? Who, who wants to change that situation? And, and is and like is normally a very uh, bu bubbly person and outgoing. And and I would argue a lot. A lot of GPs are very 
um, sort of sociable people. It, it's all, all part of the job. So it's not. It's something that that's possibly relatively easy to replicate. I I first envisaged. For, from what you describe as the outputs of this, the, the changes that are made, that there must be some sort of vast building with coffee shops. But it's not. It's just really is a quad with with an open roof and uh, obviously weather permitting. You can seem to achieve so much with this. Um, in, in the article, you mentioned a couple of other um, areas where uh, this very simple um, model has been sort of ta- t- taken taken further and, and 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 used in other. You mentioned you mentioned Somerset. Yes, I, I from is a, a a town which I associated with a kind of dead and alive feeling of of country towns that have lost their oomph. Uh, but I haven't been there. But you can just see if you look on the web the amount that's now going on. Um, and it started, as I gather, from uh, the the practice, uh, it, uh, which had quite a it's quite a large practice. Um, everybody in it was disheartened. They were seeing problems for which they did had no answer. Um, uh, the town was losing its young people, um, and everybody was really depressed. I think. Um, And they thought, well, we've got to do something about this. Uh, The answer to this is not pills. Um, And uh, as I describe in the article, they they involved the town council, uh, something equivalent to a transition group, which I think was called Compassionate Communities Health Group. Um, And they've uh, they set up health connectors um, who could bridge the gap between patients and lots of activities. Um, Lots of advice. There's all the usual stuff, I think, advice on money and pensions and Mm. all the rest. But opportunities to talk, opportunities to do things. Um, I like the idea of men's sheds. Uh, Mm. Isolated old old guys could potter um, as they'd like to do, but pottering in company. They could involve themselves chatting to somebody else or not, but at least they were sharing the space and sharing activities. Uh, So it it requires imagination, I think, and drive and going out and finding else out in your community who else is in the same kind of area of wanting to do the same sort of thing. Um, and looking for a partner. And if you look, there are a lot of people who are keen to do things, but they can't do them alone. They need partners. And that's the general practice, community groups, um, local councils. Uh, the RSPB in, in, was it the Shetlands, I think, mm. who um, who have designed walks for people um, and they match up the uh, through the GPs. They match up the walks to the patient's walking ability, interests, and needs. So the right length, what you can see, what you can do, what you might collect en route, what you can note, which will be useful information for RSPB RSPB surveys. So people are out and about good for their health, physical health, mental health, but they're also contributing. 
they're contributing information which is useful uh, for the future of the wildlife. And, and you mentioned also that 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 in in, in some areas where this type of um, uh, uh, thing thing is supported, like in Froome, the prescribing and the attendance rates, prescription costs and attendance rates at GP surgeries are down by by about a factor of about twenty five percent, which yes. is which is just in, incredible and something that that has such. I mean, what other things that have can have such a positive impact on people's lives and happiness and well-being, uh, and, and and actually not have a negative cost associated with it, um, and and then of course the, therefore extra capacity in the NHS and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. What I just wonder why we aren't doing more of this. Why there isn't um, there doesn't take people like Jane Miet to to first of all burn out. Uh, as it were, and then then have to sort of almost trip over this idea um, and get get volunteers to come in to help support it. Could we be doing? Could we could we be a lot more proactive as a as a nation about this sort of thing? Well, the government has taken on social prescribing, um, and they are putting money into. Uh, having a link worker in every practice group uh, but it's money for a year uh, and the link workers are going to be spread fairly soon so I'm afraid it's probably a typical um, government en- enterprise you, you see a good idea you put in a, a little bit of money but not enough and you this uh, currently is relying on people with huge enthusiasms mm. um, but like anything, it has, if it's going to benefit everybody, it has to work when the people involved are averagely motivated, averagely talented. <laughs> and it's no good relying on the top 10%. No, no. Um, it's, like, it's like any project, whether it be uh, starting a, an agricultural project in south sudan or i use that example because of having worked in development so many things founded when the um, when the visionary left to go back to their own country or the city you it has to be possible that it's run by local people who you know it has to if people who can muddle through can make it work that's that's sound. That's going to last. Um, but it seems to me uh, that what the figures you quote from from about the uh, reduced consultations and all the rest of it just shows this is more effective than say a statin yeah. in terms yeah. of number number needed to treat. It just illustrates where the problems in our society are. Uh, yes, there are loads and loads of physical and mental health problems. People are not going to stop getting cancer. They're not completely anyway. Um, but their, their needs and hence their perception of the way of their physical health um, need this social element. Uh, and that that is that the social capital that was built up 
since the Second World War in this country with the foundation of the NHS and we're all in it together. We get to Margaret Thatcher and suddenly there's no such thing as a society. And since then, all that social capital, that support for each other has been squandered until we get to today and look where we are politically and socially. Mm. Um, but there are but there are these individuals who are who are coming to the fore albeit in small areas in 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 self-selecting areas and it's and it's like you say it's rolling out a a model that can be done by by everyone or sort of a a self-sustaining do you i mean do do you think bearing in mind that that jane is a is a gp uh do you think this is actually something that 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 GP all GP practices should be doing um, anyway. I mean, it's it, it's a is it evidence based? We love to have evidence based, um, even if it's so damned obvious uh, that it's uh, that it's a good thing to do. Um, and and is this a way for actually for practice to save money? Is this a way to uh, to stop the problems of um, of a of a not a large enough workforce? Because if it, if you don't need as as many as many a bigger workforce because there's attendances are down shouldn't this just be a natural thing we do like having a car park we should have a a, a space an area or somehow sponsor or promote something like this if not at the surgery but the local community center or something like that well the the great thing about general practices is i would five years ago i would have said everybody has access to general practice fairly near them not any longer um, as pra- so many practices are closing, but they are a focus for the community. Everybody, everybody is supposed to be registered with a GP, so they have that. They have a connection with everybody in their community. Um, so it's an obvious place. It's an obvious element in this. And the whole social prescribing, which now there's an institute for social prescribing, which Helena Stokes Lampard is is heading up, is about um, having link workers in practices. The link worker um, is the link between the GP and the patient and the community. And the job of the link worker is to understand the patient's problems and what interests them, what what would what would bring them back into society and they know what there is in society which might be the right match for that patient so the idea is formally that general practices are a key element in this Mm. but obviously a lot of people have been developing schemes uh, which not or don't always focus on general practices, but which do something of the same. I think the importance of the general practices that potentially it reaches everybody. Um, and you know, we are, we don't have enough doctors or nurses. There is a worldwide shortage of doctors and nurses. We're never going to have enough, uh, and we look as if we are. You know, making it as difficult as possible for those who would like to work in this country to come here. So that's making the shortage even worse. So anything that we can do uh, to find 
other ways than you know, handing out pills, yeah. in effect pills, to give people back their dignity, to fill those empty hours, to um, to engage them, to, to get them into some sort of community, even an online community, actively, not just sitting at their computer. Yeah, don't, don't, the don't, pu don't push the online community. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. how that would work. But, um, well, so. there are some interesting, there are some interesting, you, you, you can, you can, um, yeah, I'm not thinking of social media. I'm thinking of a project where you can, there is a, a virtual choir and they are going to sing, let's say, the Messiah. And you upload your voice singing one of the parts of the Messiah, say the Hallelujah Chorus. Um, and then all those people around the world singing the Hallelujah Chorus, somebody puts them all together and everybody can listen and everybody is connected visually as well. So somebody who may not see anybody from week in, week out, actually is singing in a choir with other people that they can see. It's a very, it's a very clever use of technology to bring people together like that, isn't That's it? That's right, in, in a, it yeah, is. I, yeah. I like that. I also really, I was really interested in your article. Uh, we, talk, we talk about sort of general practice as facilitators of this, and it's wonderful that Helen Stokes Lampard will be um, fronting this as well. I think that that's always good. Um, uh, but the, the other example you gave us is in Cambridgeshire, where not a general practice, but the but the other great advocates of, of society, where, where, where a vicar and a publican and a mayor have come together. It's like an episode of Camberwick Green, isn't it? Of Where they've come together locally in St Ives in Cambridgeshire and, and have formed a similar sort of social network and again these these are professions trades which typically are about people meeting up physically you know councils and pubs and churches and stuff but they've taken a different they've taken a mental health bent on this and a and, and a sociological one and, and, and are doing very similar things to what what jane's talking about yes it doesn't it, it as you say these are people who know a lot of people um and they see people's mood <laughs> they know who's isolated they know who's depressed yeah. um uh the publican can see the guy sitting in the corner slumped over his beer um and i think an important thing about what i think is beginning to happen is that there's no that the government doesn't impose a one-size-fits-all suits everybody model Mm. that it's allowed to evolve. Um, yes, what you, you, you need the people who can make the links and you need the people who have the contacts with the people who are needy and that has to be embracing, which is the advantage of the GP. Not everybody goes to the pub, not everybody goes to uh, the church, but everybody should be identifiable through a GP list. 
But it's interesting that attendance at GP practice is going up and attendance is at churches and pubs is going down. I mean, pubs are closing down and 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 um, uh, 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 count, 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 there aren't that many mayors as there used to be. And you look at European countries where they have a, a very strong local social system of bars and churches and mayors. And it'll be interesting to compare what the what the sort of the healthcare attendances are in, in those countries where where they're otherwise very strong. I don't know if that, 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 that figures at all. There's all sorts of other factors get played into that. And if anything, we're, we're moving away from a European model, aren't we? Um, he says bitterly. Um, yes. <laughs> what, I, what I really love, the way you, where you close the article, is, is, is also, though, bearing in mind that about actually what a really positive impact this also has on on the GPs who get involved with this and and and, and uh, this sort of anecdotal thing of, of GPs who, who are involved with social prescribing get a better zest for life, a greater connection with the community and with people and, and seeing very simple measures having such a, a massive impact on people. And um and, and again again I think another another reason why this is such a good model to adopt where we can. Yes, it's I, I, all GPs have heart sink patients. Now, whose heart is sinking? The patient's heart is sunk and the GP's heart is sunk. And we know that giving them, yes, you know, changing their antidepressant or giving them something that may or may not stop the various aches and pains all over the body really isn't doing anything. They'll be back in two weeks' time. This is an alternative. This could st- raise the the heart of the patient and so of the GP as well. Um, you, and we all get a tremendous kick if a patient says, you really helped me, doctor. And so much of the time we're not able to help Listening, yes, is a start, but that boy's patient, you know, knowing they've been listened to, will boy a patient patient up for a little while. But this is something that can boy a patients up longer term, can re-engage them with with life, with society, um, take them take them off the off the floor. Um, Meaning they're doing something, not being done to, restoring their dignity and and a bit of a reason for living, and have an impact on their their friends and and family and and neighbours and communities. Exactly, as well. yeah, yes. If if granddad has has been a you know a dead weight in the family for years, and suddenly he perks or gradually perks up, helps the whole family. Bless granddad, hey. Judith, that's really wonderful. Thank you so much for for chatting to me then about this article. And it's all available um, online on, in the NESGP magazine. And this, um, as this podcast is published, it also goes hand in hand with the online uh, blog version of the same article as well. So, uh, Judith, thank you again and look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.